This is the Voice Podcast Network. Welcome back to episode four of season two of Turf and Burn with your co-hosts, Caroline and Dylan. We are back once again this week to talk about all things sports, mostly NFL today, because we're going to be going through all of our predictions once again. And Dylan has actually started an Excel spreadsheet to keep track of who is winning in terms of their predictions. And I would just like to say that he did not include week one of the NFL, where I believe that I did better than he did in terms of predictions. So I'm calling a red flag. Well, we're going to see about that because as we discussed (laughs) on the last episode, we were placing predictions on different things that Caroline was just solely going off who was going to win. Mm -hmm. I was trying to predict the spread. Week two, we finally ironed it out. We knew what we were going to actually place our bets I mean, I knew all along. Dylan was just being wishy-washy. So we'll see. (laughs) Depending on how big of a lead Caroline gets based Mm -hmm. on week one, once we tally it up, we'll determine if that's included. But if we're going strictly off of week two, I do have a two-game lead on Caroline, and we have 16 more games to get to for week three including a Thursday night game that you'll already know the result of by the time this comes out, as well as, once again, the NFL is going with a double Monday night football where we have two games this week, again, taking place on Monday. But if we want to quickly get into the Thursday night game first, the whole Sunday slate, and then we'll wrap up with those two Monday night games before getting into a little bit about other sports as well. Well, I would just like to give a recap for the Excel spreadsheet. So Dylan went 9-7 and seven over this past weekend, and then I went 7-9. So we basically just flip-flopped our records. Unfortunately, there were a couple that I predicted that did not follow through. I really hoped the Lions would win. I also really hoped the Texans would win. That did not happen. (laughs) But I did get Cowboys beating the Jets. You did. And I also got Steelers beating the Browns. I apologize for thinking Zach Wilson would be good. But I, yeah, yeah. Anyways. I think Zach Wilson should be apologizing. I think he needs to come on the podcast and apologize to all of our listeners is what I'm what I'm. I would love for Zach Wilson to be the first guest on the podcast. (laughs) I would also like to say, before we start getting into our game previews, I don't know if you've seen this, but the Monday night um, intro for ESPN and NFL is Chris Stapleton and I believe Snoop Dogg. Yes. And it's amazing. Well, the whole thing started with Sunday Night Football. They got Carrie Underwood to do it. So now all of the other different days, they're trying to get a superstar on the Thursday Night Football. And now, obviously, they've gotten it for Monday Night Football. But basically, their goal is to get as many non-sports fans into it, as well as pretty similar to what they're doing with the Super Bowl halftime show, which, mm-hmm. by the way, eventually we're going to have to lock in our predictions. I think we should for who's actually going to be in the Super Bowl halftime show. I think that's a, oh, that's a separate bet that's that needs good. to take place. That's I know good. I have mine, but maybe we don't utilize that on today's episode yeah. just yet. But it's a little bit early. Giants, 49ers, Thursday night football. The 49ers are ten and a half points favorites in this one. Really? They are. Would you like mm. to make a prediction? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Giants. Taking the underdog. Also because their leading wide receiver is inactive against the Giants. For the Niners. I love the Giants, as everyone has seen in the past. But there is no world where the Giants are defeating the 49ers. So for that reason alone, Uh, 49ers, not only will they win by this 10.5, but since we're apparently just playing the game of who will win the game, 
it's the 49ers, and it's not going to be close. Oh, my goodness. Game number two. I really want the Giants to win. I do think the Niners might win, but I'm going to stick with the Giants. You're going to go Giants? I'm going to go 49ers. Game number two involves the Miami Dolphins at home facing off against Russell Wilson. Wait, you just skipped a bunch. Not according to this website. Well, according to... the odds on it. According to NFL, Okay. you skipped a ton. All right. Wait, who'd you say is going... Broncos at Dolphins. Oh, well, I guess, okay, these are all at one. There's like yes. a bazillion at one, so that <laughs> makes sense. Okay, continue. So Broncos at Dolphins. The Dolphins are favorite here that is also at home. Broncos are having a rough season so far, and of course, as the Dolphins fan, I will take the Miami Dolphins I'm to win Broncos. again. I'm taking Broncos. We're just disagreeing on today's episode. I know. But, all right, easier said than done. Tua is going to be the MVP this There's year. There's no way Russell Wilson lets his team lose th- go 0 th- oh and 3 are you kidding famous last words yeah i know i think i said that last <laughs> weekend too but i'm going to keep saying it there's no way he loses all of his games so uh, even if it's wrong i'm going to keep saying it until he gets one all right so we're disagreeing on the first also two. i don't really believe in Tua. sorry you can quote I me do. on that bills <laughs> versus commanders the bills are favored even though they're the away team and they've looked kind of miserable so far this year can we talk about how the commanders are 2 and 0 they are they beat the Broncos 35 to 33 on Sunday, September 17th, and they also beat the Cardinals 20 to 16. What is going on? Is Sam Howell legit? I don't know if this is a the Commanders are good or just the Broncos and Cardinals are bad. It could be either way, but they're not going to beat the Bills. <laughs> but this is the thing. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think. Yes. Okay, because let's let's look at Sam Howell's draft class. Mm-hmm. That included a bunch of people, including like Brock Purdy, and this was what was it the twenty twenty two draft class? Okay, think about like how COVID has affected all of this. H- how COVID has affected scouting. I think you actually have a legit number one quarterback in Sam Howell, and I think he's just been heavily. I guess he just haven't had any attention. Mm-hmm. And his development has been skewed because of COVID and because he wasn't able to really play any games. Same with Brock Purdy. You got taken so far down the draft. Yeah. So Sam Howell was a fifth-round draft pick in that 2022 draft. And yeah. It's, it's interesting. This was the one draft that there was not a quarterback taken high. This was the Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, Sauce Gardner group. And the first quarterback actually taken in this draft was, was Kenny, Kenny Pickett, Pickett, 20th overall. Yeah. So this was not a very quarterback-heavy class, no, to say the least. All I'm saying is they're kind of coming into their own. They are. Like, we fully have Kenny Pickett, who is the Steelers' number one. Yes. Now we have Brock Purdy, who's really come into his own since last season, getting thrown into the role. And now we have, I mean, Desmond Ritter is also the Falcons' number one quarterback. Yeah. And now we have Sam Howell. So, all I'm saying is, I mean, Brock Purdy was literally the last pick, so that's, like, completely different, (laughs) which is insane. But I think we've kind of misjudged the quarterbacks here. And all I'm saying is I'm taking the commanders. So, I will go the Bills, which means we're disagreeing to begin once again, but now... I just am like, I don't think, how are the commit? maybe they're really turning it around. Maybe Dan Snyder was really the issue. But (laughs) in my head, I'm like, is Josh Allen really going to let this happen? Is Josh Allen really going to let the commanders beat them? So are you going Bills or commanders? 
Well, come join me on the Bills side. All right, disagreeing again. We've got the Colts and the Ravens. The Ravens are eight-point favorites in this one. We don't like Lamar, but... Who's we? <laughs> me. Yeah. Because I'm taking the Ravens. Okay. Are you taking the Colts? No, I'm going to take the Ravens. You because are. Because the Colts are not good. But you don't like the Ravens. I know, but I don't like the Colts even more. Okay, not great. Okay. Well, the Ravens, I don't like them personally. The Colts is just they're not a good football team. Yeah. So in a so competition. So you're going with your to, head. I am. I mean, some of these picks I went with my heart. You did. I'm still and not, I'm leaving I'm, it with I'm that. Still, I'm still not going to the Colts <laughs> side on this. Okay, great. We're going 16-0 and 0 this week. <laughs> you or me? Collectively, if we combine our best scores in each matchup, we're going to go 16 <laughs> There will not be a game that we both predict wrong. Well, what if, we, what if the Colts win? Okay, yeah, next up, Patriots win. and Jets. The New York Jets. Let's go, Patriots! Let's go! <laughs> the, the New York Jets have not beaten the New, York, the New England Patriots since Obama was president. That is a fact that there have been 17 games since the last time the Jets defeated the New England Patriots. This weekend ends it. No. I think the New York Jets, led by Zach Wilson, will be horrific and will be replaced by Timmy Boyle at halftime. Finally, for the first time in two presidential terms, will finally defeat the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. So give me the New York Jets with the upset because they are... The underdog by two and a half points, and Caroline loves the underdogs, but she's going with the big bad New England Patriots out of nowhere. So <laughs> out of Jets. nowhere, they're really not heavily favored at all. I think it's going to be a close defensive game. I don't think there's going to be any rushing yards. I don't think it's going to be very exciting, and it's kind of just going to be survival bloodbath. Which usually Zach Wilson won't win, but he will this week because the Jets are beating the, Bill, the Patriots against Bill Belichick. Yes, for okay, the first great. time since I was. 13 years old. Okay, great. I'm <laughs> taking the Patriots. Next. Texans. Jaguars. Texans are nine-point underdogs. I know you love the Texans, but are you really going to predict them against Trevor Lawrence? No. <laughs> the silence. I'm going Jacksonville, but that's the easy one. Now it's your turn. I'm also picking Jacksonville, even though it hurts me to say. <laughs> it really it really pains me. Mm-hmm. But I do have to say it, unfortunately. Trevor Lawrence is too good. Yes. Falcons, Lions. Lions are three point under or three point favorites. This is also in Detroit. Who are you going with? The Lions, because I don't believe in Desmond Ritter and the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> I know we were just talking Meanwhile, about him. I was just talking. But I love Jared Goff. I love Dan Campbell. Who is two zero right now? Lions. The Falcons. The Falcons are 2-0. The Falcons are 2-0. Well, Who everyone pegged them to be bottom of the barrel because they beat the Panthers and they beat the Packers. It was very close against the Packers, by the way. So they beat two bad teams. Packers aren't horrible. And Panther, yeah. I'm also going to go with the Lions. The Lions are 1-1. Oh, look, so you agreed with me at the end of all this. All right. Titans versus Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Let's go Titans. I'm going with my heart on that every single time. <laughs> and we'll get to the Browns injury in a little bit. I, I I, can never root for Deshaun Watson. But I think, There's they, a but. I think they actually do win this weekend because they're not okay. horrific at football. So, And the Titans Brown. are? Titans are just blah. I'm not a huge 
Ryan I Tannehill know, fan. You don't like it. So I'll go against you and I'll pick the Browns. Chargers, Vikings, in the closest matchup of the weekend, the Vikings are one point favorites. Wow. I gotta ponder this one. Who are you taking? I don't believe in Justin Herbert, so give me Kirk Cousins, who is 0-2 right now on the season. Have you seen no Have you seen his projections? For It's like actually the He's funniest thing. He's on pace like the greatest yes, quarterback ever. Yes, but literally to have zero wins. Yeah, that ends this weekend against the fraudulent LA Chargers. and Both Captain teams Kirk are 0-2. I love Justin Herbert, but I'm sorry. The Vikings team their o-line has to step up come on how are you owing to with kirk cousins playing so well i don't understand i literally do not understand at all i mean granted they've been close games but like please for please just do better justin jefferson kirk cousins they've been doing okay yes everyone else what are you doing? The rushing yards have been horrible. Horrible. Like, can, first of all, let me just run you through the Thursday night game against mm-hmm. um, against the Eagles. Yeah. So they were pretty much evenly matched up on all the on mm-hmm. all the um, stats. For example, okay, like they had more yards. Vikings had more passing yards. Because Kirk Cousins is amazing. Eagles had 259 rushing yards. To the Vikings, 28. Mm -hmm. Moment of silence. (laughs) But they're winning this week. Have confidence in Kirk Cousins. They're not going 0-2. Plain and simple. Or they're not going 0-3. Vikings, it's in Minnesota. Also, can we talk about fumbles lost? Mm -hmm. Four. Yeah. Don't worry. I, I still don't know. Are you taking the Chargers or the Vikings? I'm taking you, the Vikings. You said Vikings, but and then you proceeded they, to slander them. Because I'm like, why is literally Kirk Cousins having a historic season? I just think there needs to be justice for Kirk Cousins. I, that's what I'm rooting for right now. And okay. I'm like, if they don't win, as much as I love Justin Herbert, because I do, if they don't win, jail for the entire Vikings team. All of them. Get replaced. Alrighty, and our final 1 o'clock game is Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints taking off against the Green Bay Packers. 1.5 favorites for the Packers and Jordan Love. And I know Jordan Love disappointed me last weekend. And as much as the podcast, and I can say the podcast, is a huge <laughs> fan of Derek Carr, Yeah, I need to ride true with my Green Bay Packers. You can say the podcast. You don't Bowl. like Derek Carr. I don't. I do, but <laughs> I don't. But I like Jordan. I love Jordan Love more. So, give me the Green Bay Packers. And by the way, the line on the Browns game just changed to three-point favorites over the Titans. But neither here nor there. But I think I'll take the Packers in this one. So, Uh the Saints safety, Marcus May, is suspended without pay for the next three games Mm -hmm. for violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. Cool. (laughs) That's going to be the difference maker in this game? No. The Browns are now three and a half point favorites. I don't know what's happening while we're recording right Let's now. Let's go, Saints. <laughs> All right. You're going to how do you again. keep – how do you – I just don't understand. Like, are they really going to keep up this momentum and go 3-0? <laughs> There's going to be some team that will flirt with being 16, 17-0. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But. Okay. Let's go, Saints. 
four o'clock. I'm games. really putting in some hot predictions. You are. We're, this is the week where we're gonna either there's some be neck big and neck separation. Or I will be up by a lot, or you will be up yeah. by a lot. This is why I'm saying there should be no punishment for whoever wins this. <laughs> we'll see. By next week, okay, we will great. determine who's yeah. What could happen if you lose this competition? But our first four o'clock window game is the Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks. It was just confirmed. Earlier today, Bryce Young will not be playing in this game with an injury. Wow. Andy Dalton will be starting for the Carolina Panthers okay. Geno Smith. So just like people saw it eight years ago, yeah. Geno Smith versus Andy Dalton in one of the really boring games that are happening. Yeah, I'm going to take the Seahawks. But you never know. Maybe they rally around Andy. I'll agree with you on this one. <laughs> I always am like, maybe it'll be closer than people think. <laughs> I think it will be closer. But I still think the Seahawks win. Cowboys versus Cardinals in the biggest spread of the weekend. It is a 13-point favorite. Cowboys, yeah. after a dominant win against the Giants, they've are been dominating. Keep and the they've Cardinals been dominating. They have been, except. Um, I dare you to take the Cardinals. No, <laughs> I'm definitely not doing that. But Trayvon Diggs is out. Yes. They're, I'm still taking the Cowboys, but yeah. that significantly decreases their chances in d- of doing so well. Everything is so frustrating being a Texas fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, obviously I'm a Texans fan, which is even worse, but like I root for the state in general, obviously. And this is just sad, sad news for the state. I think... At least we have the Astros. That is true, but we'll get to them <laughs> eventually. I think that the Cowboys have the chance to do something immaculate and win every game this year. Really? Trayvon Diggs is literally out. He suffered a torn ACL. Yes, he's out. In practice. Uh But the the Cardinals are bad. This should, knock on wood, be an easy victory for the Cowboys. Very easy. One of the best teams in the league against one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. I mean, I guess I am excited to to see the depth that the Cowboys have Mm -hmm. in that position. Like, I mean, no one's in the cornerback position. No one's really been able to take Trayvon Diggs' position yeah. so i'm excited to see how other players step up but still and micah parsons is still one of the best players in the league as soon as he gets a sack and he crawls on all four legs faster <laughs> than i can run on two legs i think that's a very intimidating thing that the cowboys have mastered but yeah. from one blowout to the other let's talk about the chiefs against the bears the chiefs right of the ship last week they're 12 and a half points favorites here against the bears pretty simple chiefs not even a question not even a debate probably worth just moving on to the next one yeah i'm also gonna go chiefs Steelers. nothing extraordinary i could have really been like yes justin fields <laughs> i will say i think the bears don't lose by the number right now is 12 and a half i don't think they lose by more than that i think they will yeah if people like betting cover yeah. the number there but i would say max 12 yeah i think they they will cover that number yeah probably. i agree i but agree that moves us to Sunday night where the Carrie Underwood song starts playing as we tie things back. <laughs> and Pittsburgh Steelers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are two and a half point favorites. I know who you're going with, so you can. You do? I, I think. Are you a big Kenny Pickett guy? But I also like Jimmy G. Okay, so who are you going with? You go first. I'm picking the Raiders because it's in Las Vegas. Yeah. It's Tom Brady's team now because he's a official part owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. And Kenny Pickett's look good. But I think Jimmy G on Sunday Night Football in the bright lights is going to come out victorious in his first primetime game with the Raiders. Yeah, I'm also going to pick the Raiders. Yay, welcome to the bandwagon. I'm not on the bandwagon. 
I'm I'm firmly a Kenny Pickett believer. All right, I am too. But I just think this is gonna be a not a rough week. This will be a close. This is a cool. This fun is Sunday a night. good. Yeah. This is a good rivalry moment. This is like the longest or oldest. I don't know. Uh, a historic rivalry. I guess. <laughs> but I want to pick the Steelers, but I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> I can't believe I fully picked. <laughs> I cannot believe I picked the Giants to beat the Niners, guys. Want, I really do, do not that believe prediction? that. Yes. All right, so we're reversing. <laughs> You're now joining me on the 49ers. Guys, I really cannot. I was like, I really had a, I had a the moment Giants there. Are bad. The Giants are really I bad. I know. I really had a moment there. Um, I'm gonna go with the. I, I was coming in really hot to this, to this recording, and I'm, I'm riding the ship as we just said. And Caroline realized she doesn't want to wear a Justin Verlander <laughs> yeah. jersey in December. I don't so. want to wear a Mets Justin Verlander jersey. We'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, no, um, but I'm gonna take Jimmy G. All right, so that Tim takes us to the end of the Sunday night matinee, and we'll have the Monday night, September twenty fifth. Eagles, Bucks, as well as Rams, Bengals. The favorites are the Eagles as well as the Bengals. I think it goes just like that. The Eagles win and the Bengals win because the Bengals have been awful. And there's no chance that Joe Burrow is this bad. There's That's a what we said about Russell There's Wilson. a rumor he is hurt, though, so that could definitely impact things. Yeah. But I think Eagles go on the road. They defeat Baker Mayfield. They hand him his first loss. And then the Bengals will also defeat the Rams, who I believe are also 2-0, if I have that correct. And... Matthew Stafford has looked really good, but I think Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, no chance they're losing. So for Monday night, Eagles and Bengals are my two winners. Do them together. I think Joe Burrow is injured. He's quoted as being sore. Okay. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Like what? Um, I'm going to take the Eagles. Yes. Disagree. Disagree. They just traded their... Running back. They though. did. The Rams traded Cam Akers because apparently he was not getting enough touches and he wanted to go somewhere where he would succeed and be the running back one. So he's going off to like, the Minnesota Vikings. So Thank goodness. Oh yes. my gosh, the Vikings need so much help. <laughs> but Does like, that mean you think the vibes are off in LA or now that he's gone they're gonna win again? No, I think the vibes might be off. So you're gonna join me with I the thought, Bengals. Right, but if Joe Burrow is hurt, yes. I think they need to just call it a season. I'm going to go with Rams. <laughs> All right, so I will This is the, the first time on the podcast that I've gone against the Bengals. It's probably true, yeah. It you're is big, true. You're a big Bengals person. I am a big Bengals person. It really hurts, you All guys. Right. Well, we're going to go and disagree there. I but I want to pick the Bengals. The Heart tears. or the mind? Tears. You have to pick one. For Justin Verland. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to pick. Um, Welcome to the jungle. The but Bengals. also, there's injuries on L.A. I'm going to go very Bengals. wishy-washy right I'm now. I'm going to go with the Bengals. All right, so that concludes. I can't just turn uh, my back on the Bengals when they've gone 0-2. I mean, that would be a good time to jump off the ship. No, <laughs> no, I'm loyal. All right. I, like I've said, I stick to my I stick to my teams. All right, I will go Bengals because. Okay, great. I think they're gonna. Do Are it. you keeping track of this? Yes. Great. Trust me, I got this. And then that leads us to the other NFL story that we wanted to discuss. Patrick Mahomes did sign 
It's not an extension. It's a restructuring of his current contract. They now made the next four years, and over $200 million is guaranteed. This matches Joe Burrow's contract, one of the largest in NFL history. So congrats, Joe. You had the record for a little under a month. And now Patrick Mahomes, who is indeed the best player in the sport, is now being financially rewarded that as the best paid player in the sport. I believe it's not the most dollars ever, but it's the most guaranteed money. And yeah. it's also the shortest amount of time that this is only all being guaranteed over a span of a four-year deal. Yeah. Um, they will look to renegotiate the deal in 2026 because it seems like Patrick Mahomes will be this like Chiefs for life. He's now a partial owner in the Kansas City Royals, so it seems like yeah, he's really setting he down has, his roots he has. in Kansas City. He always talks about how good the city is yeah. and how much he loves it. I'm just shocked as to why the Chiefs would do this. I think it's one of those situations where... They don't want to have a bad exactly. relationship with Mahomes. And but everyone, I'm like, you just had such a good value contract. Yes, but... Everyone else, like Joe Burrow, got a contract. Deshaun yeah. Watson got yeah. a contract. Like they almost. But felt there was like, no need to restructure. Like you already signed him, and he's true. being paid very well. But I understand how it would look if if Mahomes came up to you, who's literally won you two Super mm-hmm. Bowls, and he was like, "Oh, like can, like I want to restructure," yeah. or his agent or whatever. Like, can't really say no. Agreed. Yeah. Because he's your franchise exactly. player. There's also other Chiefs news. If you've heard about it, Travis Kelsey's dating life is out in the public right now. Well, apparently this isn't even true. Well, apparently, okay, so the rumor is Travis Kelsey has been dating Taylor Swift. However, Jason Kelsey, we are not a Taylor Swift podcast. Jason Kelsey said, like, this was all true, but in a joking manner. And this is another thing, why I put on my tinfoil hat and wave the red flag and call this is not correct. Because on September 12th, I believe the Kelsey family had a documentary come out called Kelsey, mostly focused yes. on Jason Kelsey. Correct. But that was also the same day that the rumor came out. And what great publicity. While for Travis Kelsey, he was injured for game one. He has this docu- documentary coming out with this family that he's featured in. Taylor Swift already has so much like press surrounding her, but she's left the she's left the United States and she's touring the world. So you know what? This is just a PR storm. Yep. Next I think question. True. I think it's true because <laughs> Travis Kelsey went on one of the greatest radio shows out there, the Pat McAfee show, and was directly uh. asked whether this was the case. And his response was a little telling. You, If you're a listener and you're interested in that, you can go out there and see what Travis had to say about the issue. But I would just like to say that Patrick Mahomes says Justin Fields should trust his talents and instincts. Justin Fields isn't good. Awkward. <laughs> MLB time? No. No? There's more NFL? Yeah, we need to talk about the injury. Oh, this this one sucks to talk about because Nick Chubb is one of the greatest players out yeah. there at the running back Hall position. Of Hall of Fame. Uh, the problem is he had a catastrophic injury in it college. Really no, he had a oh, bad one in yes, college to yes. that same knee where he tore his ACL yeah. and everything else. And then... This, this might weekend, be worse than a torn ACL. This one's a torn everything. This one's okay, a great. this one is the a torn every ligament gone. in your knee. And that if you could basically, if you want to see what happened, just extend your leg right now when you're listening, out in front of you, and then now bend it the, to the like. Turn a full ninety degree angle, like if. But you're, without rotating your foot. No, exactly. It's <laughs> if your it's if your leg right now is pointed at twelve o'clock, just take yeah. your knee and angle it towards nine o'clock, yeah. and that's basically what just happened to. Yeah. 
Um, poor Nick And Chubb. it went in, like under him, and it was bad. Yes. The thing too was the hit was clean. Yes, it was just a this is really a unfortunate football angle. injury. This is just happens yeah. to play football. If you play it, unfortunately, guys like you can't even you can no amount of like training. No can prepare you for that. No. Like, no amount of agility, no amount of training, no amount of being in shape, yeah, doing PT and rehab. Yeah. That's just a helmet went into his knee, and his knee said, we're yes. done, and it went the opposite direction. So I would like to make a comment about a previous statement that I made on this Uh-oh. podcast okay. multiple times. How yes. elite players find a way. <laughs> There's no finding a way here. I think this is an exception. If you just look at his knee, there's just, like, yeah. he would be, like, a freak of nature if he was able to come back and play to the same yes. to the same level that he's been playing. It's going to take over a year at least. And I know Mr. Aaron Rodgers is claiming that he watches dolphins to heal himself, but that's... The... Dolphins? Oh, we're... We're not unless, getting into Unless that. we want this podcast no. to have an E next to it, we literally cannot get no. into the stuff Aaron Rodgers said this week. Yeah. But, um, no, there's <laughs> nothing that Nick Chubb can do at yeah. this point. Basically, he just got it. I think it's he's already gotten two surgeries. It's really unfortunate. They're going to wait four months. They're going to see what happens after that. Probably go back in four months later. And um, he hopes to play football again. Yeah. But that is the type of injury that could At this point, he should just call it a career. I'm sorry, Nick. <laughs> I know it's hard. I know it's hard. He has been through the rehab before, having torn it in college and bounced back almost a year yeah. plus later. So yeah. we'll see if it's the same thing, but it's also the problem of with injuries in general. Yeah. If you've heard something before, the second time you heard it, yeah. more likely to injure it again and just continuing. Now, obviously, yeah. even if you had a fully healthy knee, what we just saw would have killed anyone. Yeah. But uh, I can't imagine that that knee was already already held together through surgery, that yeah. it now has to go through that whole entire process again. Well, and now people are saying that this calls for um, the NFL having fully guaranteed contracts. Okay. Because now he's not going to get paid. He'll get paid. He just won't get paid the maximum that he right. could have. And also, apparently, Minka Fitzpatrick on the Steelers, who hit Nick Chubb, is going to reach out to him, as he should. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Even the Browns players said it, the hit wasn't dirty. Mm-hmm. It just really unfortunate. No, it's just it's a he was running and naturally in football. If you don't know yeah. football, everyone tries to tackle the guy with the ball and that's what happened and he went in low and it got his knee and in the grass it went the wrong direction and stuff like that happens in football. It sucks. Yeah. It's unfortunately a part of the game. I know fortunately Joe Buck was like, We cannot show what just happened because it's so gruesome. So it was one of the few times in yeah. history that they did not ever show a replay of a football play, although Monday Night Football might be cursed because the <laughs> last three Monday Night Football, or the last oh, four, no. sorry, are uh, this injury to Nick Chubb, yeah. the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers ACL, DeMar Hamlin, yeah. and Kyler Murray Torrey's ACL. Those are the last four. Those Monday are the last four? Oh yes. my God. So Who's playing on Monday? We've got the Eagles, the Bucks, the Rams, and the Bengals. Watch the Joe Burrow and the Bengals are about to crash and burn, but... Um, no, I don't want to wish that upon anyone, except for maybe. Name, Crash and Burn. <laughs> no, that would be horrible. Except maybe the Eagles. Sorry. <laughs> Philly. Philly. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, hope this is gonna be a really long and painful rehab. Yes. Really long and painful recovery. You hate to see it. He's also 27. Like he had, he still has some playing time. Mm-hmm. 
Speaking of long recoveries and injuries, we have another surgery to get to that we happened do. this week in we the do. baseball world. We do. Shohei Otani, they would not reveal whether he got Tommy John or whether it's another reconstructive elbow surgery, but he tweeted out that he did indeed go under the knife. He will not be pitching throughout the 2024 season. He hopes to be back at the start of 2025. He will, however, remain hitting during the 2024 season. However, as most of the sports world knows, he is an upcoming free agent, which yeah. means teams will have the option to throw literally, the rumor is, half a billion dollars at him for 10-year contracts. The Mets are involved. The Dodgers are involved. The Cubs are involved. The Phillies are involved. The Red Sox are involved. The Yankees are involved. Literally, every high-market team you could think of is going to throw some amount of money at him. The question is, if you know he's not going to hit for a year, do you still pay him? Because at that point, he's just a very expensive hitter. He's not special. The whole point of Shohei Otani is that I can't believe that you just said Shohei Otani is not special. Ne- in 2024, he's not special. Right. But in 2025, when you're a free agent, you, don't, you normally don't just sign for one year. But clearly we've been seeing that happen with mm-hmm. COVID and everything. Well, you I and Stephen A. Smith agree because... He said Shohei Otani doesn't deserve the $500 million contract because mm-hmm. the Angels didn't win or fill seats when he was on the team. And he basically just said, I would not pay him, especially if he can't pitch until 2025. I wouldn't either because to think about the teams that struggle are the teams that dedicate. Now we're going to get into finances. Here comes, the, here comes the MSB Dylan out of nowhere that I rarely put on the helmet for. But teams that allocate a lot of money to an individual player never goes well. Miguel Cabrera eats up roughly thirty percent of the Tigers' contract of the Tigers' salary. Yeah. They haven't made the playoffs in four years. The Washington Nationals, Steven Strasburg eats up around thirty-five percent of their payroll. They haven't made the playoffs in a yeah. couple years. Shohei getting paid, and let's do fifty million dollars. But also, I think it's different in the MLB when you have the luxury tax. But it's still like he's still fifty million dollars. But, for example, like, in the NHL, when Austin Matthews is about to be the highest-paid player at, like, over $13 million, mm-hmm. you have a hard salary cap. So when what you're giving to Austin Matthews means you cannot allocate it to any other player. Yeah. And with teams that are willing to pay Otani's contract, like the Dodgers, like, they have plenty of money. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not like you're taking away from talent on the team. Well, everyone, even if there's not a hard cap, everyone has a limit yeah. somewhere. Like, they're not going to spend $600 million. Well, apparently million not the Mets it. owner. True. We're paying Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer $50 million to play elsewhere. Yeah, I don't want to hear about how Shohei doesn't deserve his contract. I'm just saying, if I were a baseball <laughs> owner and I had $500 million to spend, I would not utilize it on Shohei Otani. I'd either wait a year to get Juan Soto. I'd make a trade for Mike Trout, who seems to be available this offseason. Yeah, what? Apparently the Angels are going full scorched earth. That they're trading Trout, they're dumping Otani, and they're about to go into a long rebuild. But They've already been rebuilding. <laughs> now they're going to commit to the bit. How do you literally have Mike Trout and Joey Otani, and it's just gone so poorly? Shows you that can, baseball's the hardest sport to succeed in. Can you please just sell the team? <laughs> okay, yep. actually Oakland A's I'm looking at you except for the fact that I think it was smart for both Otani and the Angels to not disclose what kind of surgery I don't think Mm -hmm. they're neat but also like do you want that much speculation because I feel like now every news outlet out there as long as you Mm -hmm. keep it under wraps and you keep it private obviously it was a it was a surgery so doctors can't leak that information so I'm sure Otani has a very close circle of people Mm -hmm. That he's told, but you don't want that to get out. 
Well, the you other don't want teams media speculation. Really? Like when he's a when he's a free agent this offseason. Well, yeah, because the they're going to ask yes, for when sure. The Dodgers come to him in order to sign him. How do you not have that information come out? Like th- there has eventually to eventually it will. It will. Yes. But, but I think he just wants obviously he's going to tell the team, but I think he wants his recovery to start like to start being on the road to recovery before he gives the public any sort yeah. of information. I think it'll naturally come out cuz say the Dodgers and the Mets and the Red Sox inquire on him and the Red Sox end up not getting him, there's no reason someone in the Red Sox front office just says, oh, we didn't sign him because he got Tommy John. Yeah. And then that's how it gets public. But I wonder if if Shohei, because it's Shohei Otani, if there's a certain level of respect you give him here because it's him and, like, it's not your injury to disclose. True. It'll come some way or another. I think it'll it'll come out. I don't think it's going to be so blatant from someone on the front office because Mm -hmm. I think there would be an uproar. Or the front office texts one of the insiders saying, hey, we didn't sign him because of this. Now you can go report that's what his injury is. And But if you're still saying that Shohei Otani is the greatest baseball player, which I guess could be true, we're going to talk about the greatest F1 player. Yeah, driver. driver. Well, apparently, even injured, he's still the front runner for... 2023 AL MVP. He is, because he by far most home runs and was also pitching at a high level. But unfortunately, injuries cut his season short. But that's been the case in the AL. Corey Seager, season cut short. Aaron Judge, season cut short. So nobody had a full. Yeah, so no one had a full 162 games. So Shohei, Mm -hmm. in his limited 130, is still going to be better than most other people in their limited action. Yeah. Max Verstappen, loser. First time in the podcast history, I think. No, that's not true. We talked about him last season, and he lost more than this season. Oh, bummer. Never mind. <laughs> Showing off my knowledge here. Yeah, literally. Anything I also, sorry, that? before we before You have we more move baseball on, talk? I know, what is happening? I would just like to say, Astros, please get it together. <laughs> please got, get it together. Like 10 days literally, left in the baseball Literally, prayer circle right now. Prayer circle. Can we all have a moment of silence for literally, please, Astros, please get it together? Because... In the AL West, Astros have 85 wins, 68 losses. Mariners have 84 wins, 68 losses. Rangers are tied with them. 84 wins, 68 mm-hmm. losses. Please get it together. Okay. There's a chance it. the Astros don't make the playoffs. There's a legit chance. I don't want to hear it. And I think you asked The Orioles people. and Rays have also already clinched spots. And the Dodgers have clinched their division. And we Same already talked Atlanta about the guy. Braves last time. Shout out, by the way, the Rays are getting a new stadium, too. Their stadium right now, the Tropicana Field, is one of the worst in baseball. So they're announcing they a new $1.2 billion stadium in the St. Petersburg area. So shout out shout Tampa out them. Bay. Shout out Tampa Bay. I mean, they did make it to the World Series a couple years ago. They so did. they really should they really should have done that a, quite a long time ago. I, like I would also like to say that... Uh-oh. The Mets are no longer in the bottom six of losing. They aren't. No. No. We're we're perfectly irrelevant playing good baseball against good teams, but too late. And that we took a series from the Marlins. Yeah. We took a series from the Reds. All these teams that are in the playoff hunt right now, we mm-hmm. just keep beating them, taking two out of three, which slowly is having us like climb up. I think we're seven games out of a playoff spot. Unfortunately, yeah. a little too little too late. Man, I really but want the Reds to make it. I really hope they do. That would be very exciting. That would be fun. I think the Brewers are winning the World Series this year. That's just me. Oh my goodness! I do. MLB playoff predictions are coming. You in two like weeks. the Mil- You like Milwaukee and Brewers, and you're always like the Mets are going to turn into the Brewers. Well, the Mets did just steal the Brewers' yes. head of baseball operations, and 
Former You're Met like, Mark Hanna is doing absolutely amazing with the Milwaukee Brewers. Mets? No. Milwaukee Mets. New York Brewers. New York Brewers. Jail. The Brew Mets. Let's go Astros. <laughs> the Moors. I think the Moors is the name. Oh, no. Yeah, but I would just like to say, well, of course, bottom of the league, it's the Athletics. Yes. We're not surprised. And the Royals. Next up is the Royals. Yes. After them. Rockies. Yep. We're going off by 10. And then after that would be White Sox. Yeah. Good and then job. after that would be Nationals? You were close. Close. They're sixth. They're seventh. Yeah, it's the Cardinals, then the Nationals. All right, that was a good run. That, that was, was a good, good run. run. And then I think it's Pirates. Pirates are there. Or Pirates are, are tied with the Mets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough baseball. Talk. Enough baseball. I, I can't stand baseball anymore. Now. Okay. My team is <laughs> There's still time to be an Astros fan. Playoffs, maybe. We'll see. Two weeks from now, we'll see who <laughs> okay, great. the playoffs. But well, the most exciting time has come to discuss Formula One because this is what we all really wanted to hear. Yeah. Because Carlos Sainz won this week's Formula One race in Singapore. And I would just like to say, let's go! <laughs> no. Um, it was Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris. McLaren is really, really doing much better. Same with Ferrari, thank goodness. And then Lewis Hamilton getting third with Mercedes. What a heartbreaker for George Russell. George Russell was neck and neck. He ju- so basically what happened on basically almost the final turn of the race, Lando Norris and McLaren, they were all in one pack. It was Carlos Sainz leading but with Lando Norris and George Russell and Lewis Hamilton together. And Lando Norris just barely clips the edge of his tire on the the wall, but he's okay. George Russell does it in the same spot moments. It's not even seconds, like milliseconds after, and he goes spiraling. He doesn't finish, and his chances of a podium are gone. How sad. Very sad. <laughs> I'm just happy just that like Max Verstappen lost, and I was told that he's the greatest ever. I mean, your guy got last. Like, last? Like fifteenth in out of the not do not like not including the guys who didn't finish. So maybe it's just a bad course. If Fernando Alonso who always does well didn't do well, and Max Verstappen who always wins didn't win, then I think we just throw this weekend out, and we try again. When well, it was again. a significant issue with the Aston Martin car, so it wasn't really Alonso's driving. See, so it's not even. This is the thing about F one. It's not even their fault if they don't do well. Right. Well, <laughs> that's the most dismissive right ever. I mean, it is Aston Martin, so like, like they've just been outperforming this entire season. I'm shocked that Fernando Alonso has done as well as he has. And to be honest, there's been a lot of hate towards um, the other Aston Martin driver, which is Lance Stroll, because everyone's like, you should just go be a pro tennis player. Like they don't even. His dad is an owner. Like okay. they don't believe he's actually good. But there's just been a lot of hate towards him that I don't think is actually is actually warranted but I would also like to give props to um but he also skipped the Singapore he -hmm. also sat out the Singapore whenever you Um, say I'd like to give props that means there's gonna be some random underdog that's in like seventh or eighth yes For some reason, we need to give them props. No, this is very exciting because Liam Lawson. So he replaced Daniel Ricciardo in Alpha Terry. So basically, the whole 
the whole thing where Nick DeVries was sacked, then Daniel Ricciardo replaced him, then Daniel Ricciardo broke his hand, and Liam Lawson has never has never driven an F1 before. And he's kind of in the Oscar Piastri, if you know who that is, realm. Who's, um, no. It's his first year at McLaren. But Liam Lawson and Alpha Terry got ninth and got two points, which is very exciting because Alpha Terry is not a good team. And Liam Lawson, this, this was his second or third race ever in F1. Okay. And he was performing very well. You lost me at the car driver broke his hand. That's as much of that story <laughs> as I retained. I would just like to say clearly, clearly F1 is a sport. Okay, great. <laughs> well... Anything else you'd like to discuss, Dylan? No, that's pretty much it. We will be back again next week talking about another week of NFL football games. We'll also be in the final weekend of the Major League Baseball season, so that'll be time where we can throw out some Guys, if the Giants... And sorry. Like <laughs> the Giants are not winning. If the Giants win, I will get clowned on. For switching your pick. Yeah. I'd love for at the end of the season you lose by one game, and we can always just say it was because of the Giant game. <sighs> but the Jets are winning this weekend, too. Shout out Zach Wilson. Shout out no. to Boyle. Okay, great. I'm um, sorry, continue. I interrupted. But yeah, no, that's pretty much it. We'll be back again real soon. We'll, I don't know how to wrap this up because we've just got more football, more baseball, more playoffs, more rich contracts to hand out. Yeah. And well, hockey's going to start back up soon. Hockey will start up soon. It's in two weeks. All right, so we've got two more episodes before we dive back into the Not hockey even. craziness. Not even two more. It's like one more. All right, so I get, I get baseball for one more week, and then yeah. we never talk about baseball again. Whoa, the Astros could 3 P. Let's talk about that. Dynasty moment. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for Dylan and Caroline, until the next time, the turf is burning.